Please rise and body your spirit for the reading of the scripture. As the Father has loved me, so I have loved you. Abide in my love. If you keep my commandments, you will abide in my love, just as I have kept my Father's commandments and abide in his love. I have said these things to you so that my joy may be in you and that your joy may be complete. This is my commandment, that you love one another as I have loved you. No one has greater love than this, to lay down one's life for one's friends. You are my friends if you do, not, if you do what I command you. I do not call you servants any longer, because the servant does not know what the master is doing. But I have called you friends, because I have made you known to everything that I have heard from my Father. You do not choose me, but I choose you, and I appointed you to go and bear fruit, fruit that will last, so that the Father will give you whatever you ask him in my name. I am giving you these commands so that you may love one another. The inspired word of God for the people of God. Well, good morning. Well, it is an honor and a privilege to be here with you this morning, to be asked to come and, and to fill in. I'm in a time of transition in my life, but the biggest transition is I just got done moving yesterday. Um, I, was so th- I didn't know how your worship service went. I was so pleased that somebody was reading the scriptures because I can't, couldn't find my Bibles. I have a lot of Bibles, but they're in lots of boxes uh, stacked up, and you know how that goes when you when you move. And um, I had um, I have my computer up. I have internet. I have email and all those kinds of things. But that's about all I have. And I couldn't type out my sermon. I couldn't uh, reference things I would normally reference. I had to handwrite everything because I didn't have a printer. I thought, okay, I'm going to put it all on my iPad. And then be up here with, with an iPad, but you know how technology goes. You know, it's wonderful when it works, but then when it doesn't work, it's, it's, you're stuck. So, um, so I'm here, and I, I'm very happy to be here in your midst uh, today. Jesus, uh, in, in this uh, 15th chapter of the Gospel of John, it's part of his uh, farewell discourse. Ignore me a second, I forgot something. Was that obvious? <laughs> I, I, I set a timer on my watch, so, because you'll understand. <laughs> you'll appreciate it, but I was supposed to do it like without anybody knowing it. And, um, so farewell discourse, it's like the 13th, 14th, 15th, 16th, 17th chapters of the Gospel of John. It's really long. Um, and in it, over and over, Jesus keeps talking about love. And here we have, this is my commandment to love one another. Now, the love that Jesus is talking about, it's, you know, Greek has lots of different words for love. It really makes it much clearer than what we have. Uh, that, that agape word I'm sure you have heard of. It is that unconditional love. You're not getting anything in return for it. You are loving as Jesus loved you are loving as God loved, and even talks about being sacrificial, about laying down one's life for another person. It is, it is the highest form of love for another person. Now, there's a deep feeling involved in that love. However, when Jesus commands us to love one another, it is more of making a decision. It's not relying upon the feeling of of really caring about somebody, but it is making the conscious decision to do what is right and to build up their community, to love 
like I have loved. It's wonderful, and we throw the word love around a lot. I don't know how many times it's already used today. Um, however, those disciples were confused. They were filled with a great deal of fear. They didn't know what was going to happen to them without Jesus leading them. They didn't have it all together. In fact, they were greatly confused. And Jesus tells them to love one another as I have loved you. Now, when he loved them, they didn't do anything during his love except cause a lot of frustration and uh, disappointment on the part of Jesus because it was a love that he freely gave to them gave sacrificially to them. So here they are, filled with fear, confusion, uncertainty about the future, and Jesus does all this love talking. Give of yourself. Build the community. Bring the kingdom of God here and now. And yet they were only concerned about their own survival or a very human response is what they were going to do next and how they were going to carry on. This idea of just giving what they had to, be, to always be there for another person and getting nothing in return wasn't even making sense to them. I can just imagine their eyes kind of glazing over as Jesus talks so eloquently about loving one another and this is my commandment. Make that choice because this is what I want you to do. Until, and this is, I, until he gets to the part where he says, I have called you my friend. No longer do I call you my servants, my students, my slaves. It's a Greek word that can be translated lots of different ways. No longer do I call you my servants, but now I call you my friends. It's a great word, but I think there's much more to the word friend than what the Greek word implies. The word there is philos, and it is another form of love, but it is a love that you experience within a family, and then you get this biological connection with your family members. You're always there, if you have a pretty healthy relationship, you're always there for a family member. Coming home is that place you are always welcomed and accepted. That's the kind of love it is. Different from agape love, it is... a. It's a kind of relationship sort of word in which you give and you get something from it. But it comes naturally to us. It's a part of our biology to be there for our family members or then, as it's being translated here, to those best friends we have. But we even know in friendships uh, will end when we feel betrayed and all those sorts of things. And in families, people become estranged. So it's not a perfect kind of love, but what's built into that word is accountability, responsibility, that as a family member loves us, we have to do our part in that relationship and, and, uh, and, and, and do what we have to do. And that's the difference between this and agape. It is really a two-way street. But what it does, I think, is it brings it down to a level that they can begin to grasp. And understand, they, I mean, I don't think any, any human can, well, there might be a few who can really love with the, with the word used, my commandment to love one another. There are a few, but most of us aren't able just to freely give of ourselves and getting nothing in return. We just get drained. We, get, uh, we, we, we only have so much that we can give. But here, 
we're giving something because we're getting something in return, but we're also responsible to play our part in that sort of relationship, that, 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 that relationship of a good friend or as a family member. That's a word that we can begin to live out and to know. I've been in Tipton now, I don't know, I'm looking for people that I know, but um, uh, almost 26 years. And I got to tell you, Tipton is a very loving, friendly community on many different levels. And I truly believe it's because of the churches. You have a great ministerial association. They are striving to work together as the body of Christ in this community. And it is phenomenal, the passion that those pastors, those ministers bring to, uh, to, to, to the churches working together. And through that, we have some funds, and I, and, and, and I was a treasurer of those funds for 20-some years. Um, and through that, we could help people. Uh, now, we're sort of duty-bound to do that because we're the church. Whenever somebody um, uh, needs, it, I mean, they're desperate. Whenever they're desperate, they'll come to the church. Doesn't matter when. Um, many, many years ago, I don't know, is Glenn Fear here? I think it, okay. Huh? Oh, Glenn. Okay, see if you remember this. I was at a football game, Tipton High School football game. All of a sudden, in the, sitting in the grandstand, over the, over the loudspeaker comes, would Reverend David Lorenzen come to the press box? Do you remember that? He doesn't remember it. So I trudge all the way up the steps of the press box. Somebody had come to the church looking for assistance. So I, I don't know, Glenn stepped in, stuck his nose in, um, <laughs> calls down to the press box and, ha and, and has me called out to come up and assist this person. Actually, and, and what the point of that is, is that when somebody is really hurting or they are desperate or they have nowhere else to turn, they go to a church. Isn't that phenomenal how the church has that kind of an image? We don't advertise that. But they'll always come, and by golly, they always find the minister, no matter when. And we assist that person through a very tough time, not because we're going to get something out of it, but because we care about the dignity of all persons. I think over the years, that has changed a sense and the feeling of this community to be a nicer, kinder community. On December 4th last year, uh, my, my, I baptized my grand, grandson. Um, and so following the service, we were over at our house, uh, you know, doing the family celebration kinds of things. And I get a phone call from the jail, from the dispatcher, that they have somebody who's released from jail and and they have nowhere to go, nowhere to turn. And uh, so once again, last resort, they start calling around to the churches. The dispatcher does. A, a rather awkward situation, or the dispatcher found it to be rather awkward, because here was a young black person from Chicago stuck in Tipton. Not only that, but this was a transgendered man who was identifying as a woman. Now, come to Tipton like that and try to get along, and that person was finding it very difficult. 
Um, so I said, okay, uh, give me some information, what you can about this person. I go over and I visit the person in the, have you been to the jail, the, the little waiting room thing? I mean, it's really stark, it's awful. Um, the dispatches are behind locked doors. And there I discovered this young person sitting there on a bench, uh, kind of curled up, just waiting. And I had a little bit of a conversation. There wasn't a whole lot I could do in the moment for them. I still had a family thing going on. But, but I decided, I, there goes my timer. Now, don't you appreciate that? All right. Actually, that was my minimum. I figured I could stop any time now. Um, uh, um, so it was a really, really difficult situation. Stuck, nowhere to go, where to turn. Um, so I was able to sit down with this person, uh, got him some food to eat, found out that they'd been sitting in that waiting for over 24 hours. Just had nowhere to go, nothing to do. And finally, this dispatcher reached out to me. But it took her a long time. to. Dis- she made phone calls. I'm going to share a letter, because we don't get these kinds of letters very often. I'm going to share a letter that I received from this dispatcher. Um, and before I start reading it, it's not because she praises me for what I did, because I do these things, and us clergy do these things all the time but it is what she did. Dear Pastor Dave, I'm going to have to get my glasses on. I wanted to thank you for your help on December 4 with the released subject at at our jail. On December 3rd, the the subject was brought to our jail by a state trooper and after after a few hours was released. Unfortunately, the person they were arrested with had been released first, and they took the phones, the money, and the car. This subject was stranded at our jail with nothing and nowhere to go. When my shift was over Saturday night, a deputy was talking to the subject, trying to figure out a way to help this person. I was confident the solution would be found. When I came back to my work on Sunday afternoon, to, to my dismay, I found the subject still sitting in our lobby. When I asked my fellow dispatcher about this person, she said the subject had nothing and nowhere to go and none of their friends answered the phone calls that were being made and it was not our problem. I didn't like that answer. Just a second. um, After several phone calls, I was pointed at your direction. You came through like a champ for us. I know this person who is in our jail, was in our jail, but they are still a human being and should be treated with a certain amount of respect. You gave that respect and more. If I'm ever stranded somewhere with another Uh, With nothing and no way to get home, I hope there's a Pastor Dave around willing to help us, help me out. It was a roller coaster weekend for me emotionally. I lost faith in my fellow law enforcement uh, people for the way they treated this person. But in the end, I gained faith in community and in human beings in general, thanks to your generosity. Uh, 
So once again, thank you for the help. It meant a lot to the person, a lot to the person you helped, and to me as well. Um, I don't even know who the dispatcher was because both of them working there were women and I really didn't get a chance to meet them. But do you see what happened here? When this person who was a toss-away person in Cedar County that couldn't do anything for them, left them on their own, this person patiently just waited in, in, in that little waiting room with nothing, no food. Um, and yet, one person would not give up, had a heart felt response to another person and talked about we've got to show everybody dignity and respect. I had a pleasant conversation with this person. I was able to get her to the bus, get her back to Chicago, and, um, but I've done that lots of times. But here was one person who began to live out this sense of being a friend with Jesus because when you're a friend, you have responsibilities to do your part. You need to care and to show compassion that Jesus did. And yet don't do it to just people you're comfortable with. You do it for the person that nobody wants to deal with and to see the dignity. That's an example of how I think this... We don't know it, but it has just, it's just gone through the whole community, and I think we're a friendlier community because we are living out this relationship of being a friend with Jesus, and Jesus expects us as a good friend to be there for all of God's children. During the midst of this conversation I had with her, my grandson had just been baptized, and so I'm just chatting with her, and I said, I said, oh, I don't want to be judgmental, but are you baptized? And then she began to talk about her church background and, and all those kinds of things. Wouldn't it be wonderful that when we baptize a child, this great, this, this great gift of grace, that we are assured that no matter where that child goes, there's going to be somebody, no matter how they've ended up in life, no matter how disgusting they might seem, that there are those who care. That's the work of Jesus. That's the way we're building community. And that's how we're making a difference. Hey, so blessings on you guys in this community of faith as you continue in your relationship with one another. Above all else, it's about relationships. And that we can move into having that, that, that loving one another the way Jesus loved. We have a long way to go. But we can certainly be accountable in our, in our philos, in our family love to one another, and even to care about those that Jesus cares about. That's what Jesus is asking us to do. And, and by the way, that's bringing in the kingdom of God here and now, the realm of God here in our place because we care, and Tipton cares. At least most of us do, and it's making a difference. So blessings on your future. Hey, let me pray. Oh, Lord God, we are truly thankful that you have touched our lives. And we pray, oh God, that you make us become more generous, caring people because of our relationship with Jesus and that, and that we can always 
Show compassion and care, even when we don't want to, even when it's inconvenient, because we can see the dignity that you see in others. In Jesus' name, amen.